it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? And now, emanating from our basement studios. I've never seen contraptions with so many buttons and knobs and dials before. This is WADD Talk Radio with Bill Neville. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure. Patrick Keenahan. I work with him and that's it. I tried to introduce him to a few nice people. He made a fool of himself. And Sean Heenahan. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Okay. Let's go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 64 of WADD Talk Radio. We are now 12 weeks into the new year of podcasting because after episode 52, I consider that a new year. Uh, so, uh, it's the first beautiful spring day we've had in a, in a very, very long time. It was 65 to 70 degrees out. Beautiful. Patrick and I went uh, for a walk for lunch today. Yes, we held hands. Out of the building. Sean, are you, are you muted? Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, keep that it, going. Yeah. <laughs> that was intentional. We said it was a nice day out. We're going to keep it yeah, It was gorgeous, man. And it finally feels like baseball season. I mean, from the end of March when baseball starts... Right through now, it, just, it was it was cold, it was rainy, and it was shitty out pretty much every single day, and now it feels truly like I want to go to Fenway Park after work, you know what I mean? just thinking that the other day, too. Drive I was like, I need to get to Fenway Park soon, or enjoy enjoy some of this weather. I don't think there's going to be any surprise snowstorms uh, <laughs> no, no. coming. No, I think we're past that at this point. No. The only fury going on over there is David Ortiz. David yeah. Ortiz! David Ortiz! Just absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, Dave O'Brien. Since, since, <laughs> since Patrick uh, did such a great job imitating it, let's hear what Dave O'Brien uh, had to say in the 2013 I ALCS. I tried, man. Benoit delivers. Swing and a high deep drive in the right field. That one's called to the right. Hunter on the move. Racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's in the Chills. Oh, every time. Goosebumps all over my arms right now. I love Dave O'Brien. He's doing such a great job on Nesson, too. I think so. People were freaking out when Don Osillo got fired, but Patrick and I and and you, for for some point, uh, all have worked at WEI at Entercom. Yep. And um, having met and talked to Dave O'Brien several times and watched him do his job and listened to him do his job, I I thought that Dave was honestly going to be an upgrade over Don Osillo. Oh, yeah. Dave's one of the best guys in the business, and he does everything, He's too. He's a professional. He certainly is. He's got the great voice. I think what people just really like the Orsillo personality. Sure. Obviously. And they've had him, it's it's the comfortability thing. They had him on TV with Jerry Remy for 15 years. Um, he actually kept Remy, like, in check. <laughs> exactly. But uh, Dave's been doing a tremendous job on Nesson. Uh, I haven't really listened too much of, of Tim Neverin on WEI. but. It's good. Uh, um, it's okay. It's um, oh. I've been listening to a lot lately, yeah, and because I've been doing some work on the house and stuff, and it's interesting. He's a lot like Joe Castiglione, yes. so the very old school baseball, very old school, it. which is which is great because that's what you want. But Dave O'Brien kind of brought that, like you said, Bill. He's eclectic. He does other sports, so right. he's kind of a different, maybe a little bit more of an objective view coming in, correct? Um, and a different kind of humor. Now, Tim Neverett has the same exact sense of humor that Joe Castiglione has, right. so it's it's, and you would think that oh, that meshes really well. No, because it's it's it, it, it's becoming a little dry, and, and it, it's that's a perfect not word. As, and, and I love it. I love Joe Castig. He's awesome. 
but it sounds like Tim never he's you can tell that they're still new and they're sure. you know I guarantee you go listen when Dave and Joe first started exact same thing right you know so you can't really hold that too much against Tim but he, he's too robotic with his ways and his jokes are too obvious and his his personality is I have a personality you yeah. know like and, and it's like oh okay. I think with with Dave um, a lot more uh, his style lends to a lot more collaboration sort of. Um, anytime I've been listening to the game when I'm like driving or anything like that, listening to EEI, I don't hear that much Castigs anymore. It's I, I feel like never. It's just like all over the call. Right. There's not there's, well, they, there's not like a lot of back and forth. Well, right. They go every other inning. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay, so maybe that was why. Yeah. I've just you listened heard that to Neverett's innings. Well, it's a little, yeah, it's a little bit of a, of a different uh, way that they go about things now, especially since uh, Dave O'Brien started with WEI, where Joe used to be the play-by-play guy with uh, with Jerry Turpiano and a couple other guys. And then um, as soon as Dave was brought in, Joe sort of took a, a back seat, I guess, and, and sort of became the color guy rather than being the sole play-by-play guy where he would kind of chime in and they would alternate every now and then. And then Joe seems to have taken that same role, like you said, with uh, with Tim Neverett. Still like it, though. I mean, Yeah, it's a it good is, dynamic. And it's good. I can listen to you know either the Nesson or the EEI broadcast, uh, especially when the Sox are playing as well. Right. Yeah, always always easy listening it when is. they're doing well and they're hitting four home runs in a game sure. or three. And and Jackie Bradley Jr. is on an uptick of his roller coaster of his hitting what's, history. What's, you know, what's and, he on now? Seventeen game hitting streak? It, Something like it's that. around there. It's Sixteen it's, or seventeen? Yeah, it's up there. Um, you just hope it's he's, not. He's hitting in the nine hole too, which is crazy. And he's got a three ten average. That's insane. Twenty two RBIs and thirty five hits. How I has mean, he not been bumped up yet? Well, I mean that's a they called the ninth guy the the second leadoff. Sure. You know, and I think once you get through the second, their lineup third inning, seems yeah. to be pretty pretty solid. I mean, mm-hmm. you got Mookie leading off, and then Dustin, and then Hanley, and then Poppy, and. I mean, they've been mashing the ball as of late. Well, that's the thing. Jackie Bradley and Mookie have been hitting so well, and they're getting on base. And then David Ortiz comes in and hits a home run, or he hits a hit, or he gets a hit. And it's they're getting so many runs. They're getting so much offense, which they need, because we were worried about the defense and the pitching a little bit. Obviously, with David or, uh, David Price coming in and, and that. shaky. And, and he was definitely a little shaky, even still to the point where he's kind of apologizing to the Twitter sphere and saying, guys, hang with me. And then he came out, and he, he definitely laid a golden egg at, at one, and now... You know, it's definitely interesting to see where David Price goes. Yeah, but then the other guys are pitching really well. I mean, you got Porcello on the mound again tonight. He's pitching right now. Uh, he's five and one. He's been pitching really well. Stephen Wright's the ace of the Red Sox, the knuckleballer. Yeah, I mean, he's been pitching gems. You had a guy last night who's what's his name, Sean O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan. Yeah, he's uh, and he went what seven innings, six innings before he even you know they put a, he did got a run on him, and then he let up like four, and they're like, all right, time Mutt, to pull the leash back. Mutt put it so perfect. I don't know if you guys listened to Mutt, Mutt's first pitch. It's his like twenty minute uh, before the pregame show. Yeah, so he says Sean O'Sullivan is winter coat money. You get, do you get <laughs> yes, that? Do you yes, get that? Yes, yes. Where it's like you know, you, you know, you, you wear a winter coat the whole season, you put it away, and then when you come back to it, oh, sometimes you find some money in there, and you're like, so sweet. great! Like you, you didn't know you had it, but then you know what? You'll take it, yeah, sure. you know, type of thing. That's what he said to Sean O'Sullivan, and I love that he is especially winter if you're coat radio. Yeah, he is winter coat money. Yeah, especially. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love I love that uh, that comparison. That that was really cool, and you know, it, it, yeah, I'd like to see more out of Craig Kimbrell. You know, last night he closed out the game nice, but. It's easy to close out a game when you're up by 12 runs, sure. you know, or 10 runs or whatever. What was but it 13 to 5 or something last night? Yep. Yeah, so, it was it was it was pretty good. Been absolutely crushing. I mean, you mm-hmm. have you have 1 2 3 4 5 6 guys in tonight's lineup that are hitting over 300. 
That's and, amazing. And then your lowest is Christian Vasquez at 208, who, you know, would you like it a little more? Yeah, for sure. But he's also, he's not the guy, like, he's not supposed to be hitting the ball. The, and he, the he's a catching stud. Yeah, he's amazing. He, like, he's is amazing at framing the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. And I think he's a big reason why Rick Porcello's been pitching so well. Been calling he, Vasquez has been playing, calling great games. Uh, Speaking of framing the ball, did you see that second strike the other night? Oh, oh my God. Holy shit. On David Ortiz. Yes. Oh, that he, one against the Yankees. Before he got, yes. he got called out on strikes with the bases loaded. Oh, my that God. That should have been and always will be ball four in any other circumstance. It was off by four inches. It was, it, it was four cap. inches it, low. Four inches is almost a ball and a half. The catcher caught it on the downward uh, downward swing and pretty much in the right-handed batter's box on the ground. The second strike... But it is, crossed the plate! Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Please. but like, but where did it cross the plate? Yeah, Over it? Then it's not a strike. And that's, like, ne- and that's <laughs> never called a strike unless the catcher somehow frames it back. And obviously, David Ortiz, whoa, were you kidding me? That's bullshit. And then the ump's like, okay, now you're a target. And yeah. Now you are getting out. I don't care. Right. And then it was just so obvious. But that's the other thing is he's clearly... Wasn't calling those early in the game, and if he was, Poppy is good enough hitter, and uh, I mean, he's not the most respectful guy, but I think he understands the game where, like, if that's being called all game, then he's like, okay, that's just where the strike zone is. Yeah, it wasn't. He's but varying. It wasn't. Yeah, he was varying. It was all, all over the place, and yeah. I love the fact that he got kicked out, and I love the fact that Farrell got heated too and got kicked out. I and mean, now, that's did, the kind of that's the kind of heat, you know passion you need to see. Is there any repercussions from that? No, from from Farrell. No, really, no, because technically no. he can go be look. I was protecting my. I was protecting the ump, really, from yeah. David Ortiz. It's I not. think there was talk about suspensions, but I don't think anything's no. happening. I mean, they just suspended Bryce Harper for swearing at the ref. That but was, I think the only reason is because... There's HD video of it. There's HD video of it, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Fuck you! It was, yeah, it was so was awesome. Perfect. Like, and it was total... like, what, two minutes after he was ejected from the game, so he technically wasn't even supposed to be in the, the, uh, the dugout to begin with. But The angle's great, too. Like, he looks over and waits for the ump to look. Like, hey, hey. hey. Fuck you! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really waiting like, for it. You, like, we want you to go fuck it's yourself, Uncle Sam. <laughs> but going exactly. back to Poppy, there was I was back down in New Jersey this weekend, and clearly I saw like you know my friends were texting, and and I saw some of the Twitter action about the terrible call. So I had to go back and see the the replay a little later on, and I thought it was egregious as well. And I guess, you know, living up here and stuff like that, you expect the reaction that I was getting from my friends and on the people that on Twitter that I follow uh, to be in the papers. But then I read the New Jersey, you know, the record. And then I see like, you know, what like the post rights and stuff like that. And barely any, you know, Oh, they squeezed one against the, you know, a hard fought game, this, that, the other thing. And, you know, Ortiz had to get thrown because he had a disagreement with the call. And it was like, they like barely touched it. <laughs> they like literally just drove right past it in their column. But I bet up here it was like, it was the talk of the town. Oh yeah. It is tough that it's a Friday night. They drop another game on Saturday, an ugly game on Saturday, and then they destroy him on Sunday. So the Monday morning shows are kind of just like, you know, what do you, you can't really the, all the steam was kind of out of it. You're I talking think, New York or yeah, Boston. I think in Boston, in Boston, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can touch on it, but then again, like the night before, they had an amazing game, so it's just kind of felt like the steam was all out of it. But that was a horrible call. So safe to say, David Ortiz is is uh, unanimously unanimously the best player on Red Sox could right be, now. Could be tearing the cover off the ball right I don't know now. If unanimous, I know who is though. Oh, who nice. is unanimous? Nice transition. Uh, a one Steph Curry, the first unanimous MVP, hundred percent of the first place vote. In first a time that ever has LeBron NBA. James and. 
quality. So what was it? I guess they ranked it, but I can't. I guess you can't really get the rank if no one else got any votes. It's but amazing. It was, yeah, the next as it came is, out was Quali Leonard, who did have an amazing season, especially defensive. Oh, he'll be the defensive player. Yeah. Also, half the amount of votes that Steph Curry had. Like Steph Curry had like thirteen hundred or something like that. He had like six hundred. Um, the last. MVP to come close to that, 1984-1985, Larry Bird, who had 73 of the 78 first place votes. Wow. Michael Jordan never got a... Oh, no, you're talking about unanimous, unanimous. but he's also back-to-back, so I'm thinking also the best... Like, he's one of the few to get back-to-back as well. Yeah, and then in that 85, actually, it was Jordan who took a couple other ones away from Bird. That's why he couldn't get it. Uh, And then, obviously, Magic Johnson and uh, and Terry Cummings. Tell me who he I think the last one, the back-to-back, was uh, LeBron, obviously, and then one before that, Steve Nash. Interesting. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Sons. He I mean, was he killing was insane. it. Yeah, he was killing it. But yeah, Steph Curry, and now, and now you'll see all of these very, very big headlines of Steph Curry, best shooter of all time. You know, best could be NBA. But it was interesting to see last night on TNT Charles Barkley going at Dwight Howard back and forth, um, talking about that, and and it's Dwight Howard is this generation basketball and Charles Barkley obviously is so they were talking about how Steph Curry would fare back in the day when you know you'd see Jordan drop drop 42 points but also be held for a third of the game literally his arms being held it was such a more physical game back in the day and Charles Barkley's like I don't think Steph Curry would do as much but I'm like I'm like well Steph Curry's making a name for himself in the three-point line like you'd have to hold him at half court to and and he'd still try to shoot it and even that, you know, he'd probably make it. But it was an interesting back and forth about this old generate. How, you know, would Steph Curry get that type of accolades, or 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 he would be? He, would he be that powerful of a player back then? I I do think so. I think the 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 good argument, or in or the big difference in the generations of basketball would fall more in the Barkley Dwight Howard uh realm, realm in in the game being the power forwards and the centers that's where a lot of the physicality was I mean you know there's a lot of physicality always but I feel like these guys nowadays would get you know just absolutely muscled out of the game uh but I think guys like Steph Curry who is able to shoot from anywhere on the court who has this you know can make his own shot he doesn't need to always come off screens and get it passed he can create his own shot very good dribbler very quick guy good defender i think his skill set could trans transcend the generation of basketball i still think he'd be you know would he be as prolific as he is now who knows i don't maybe not but i still think he'd be up there so you know what's cool i think about Shaq is you put Shaq in any generation domination domination 1999 2000 season Shaquille O'Neal received 120 of 121 first votes wow who would the only one other vote to Allen Iverson um yeah. but uh it, interesting just Shaquille O'Neal but still and he was actually age 27 as well Stephen Curry age 27 this is uh, the thing and that's thing he's 27 he still has another 10 years of basketball or easy easily especially the way he plays the game well I don't know his ankles becoming frittle, but how awesome! Well, a, nice a, back. How a perfect little two week break, and, and obviously he was in pain, and, and you know it's not a break. He's not playing video games, eating chips, but it's like you know that's what. How perfect is that for Golden State? And how's how's good does that show that Golden State is that yeah, they disposed of Houston four to one? We ha- we were missing our unanimous MVP right. of the league, and we're still winning. Right, just a great team. I still think the um, I I think the. 
part of the reason, which is good that he took that break, is they went for the Bulls record and got it. So that means Steph had to play almost every single night coming down the stretch. When I think a lot of other teams like the San Antonio Spurs used to do, used to rest their good guys, you know, Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili, you know, they would take two nights off here and there, you know, a game a week they wouldn't play down the stretch or they wouldn't get ready for the playoffs. But Steph Curry had, and, you know, all those other guys, they had to play significant minutes every single night. Um, so yeah, I think that break had taken, you said it was like two weeks. Yeah. Is that it? Yep. And then he comes back off the bench and drops, I don't know how many, I know he dropped 17 in the five minute overtime that they had to go into. <laughs> so obnoxious. they had to go to overtime anyway, but, um, Portland Trailblazers playing pretty well. Um, I know Pat, last week you said that you're, you like to watch more of the conference finals, um, which is definitely going to be the case this year, but. Despite the Cavaliers uh, just absolutely, as you you know, they're, to use the word, dispose yes. of the Atlanta Hawks, um, pretty good games. I mean, the Raptors, they when they're on, they're on. When they're off, good Lord, are they off. Yeah. Um, they're playing the Heat again tonight, so that should be interesting and see if Wade can carry it again. Uh, and then the West Coast, I mean, there's some pretty interesting games too. So well, People thought the Thunder and even the Celtics were kind of hoping that the Thunder got killed by the Spurs, so then it would help our chances of get Kevin Durant. But right now, the way they're rolling, the way Westbrook's playing, and the way the refs are not calling and calling things for them, which is just all crazy, um, that's another, that's a great, that's yeah. a great matchup oh. as well. And then, you know, obviously this Golden State Warriors one is, is going to be a good one, but it's going to be Cavs Warriors. And I actually think the, uh, I think the Cavs can do it. I think that's the way the NBA wants it. They want to see Steph and, and, and LeBron in the NBA finals. Oh, for sure. But I think this year the Cavs can actually pull it out because everyone's healthy. Sure. I mean, last year they lost love. They didn't have Kyrie. It was literally all on LeBron and J.R. Smith. But I think this year, if they all stay healthy, I I, I just don't see anyone beating the Cavs. And well, uh, dominant. Exactly. They dismantled Detroit and Atlanta, both sweeps, uh, and then they're already in the Eastern Conference Finals awaiting the uh, the winner of the Miami-Toronto series. So, and I don't really see either one of those teams taking out the Cavs. No, I'd like to see the Raptors win just for them to for the Atlantic Division to kind of get that boost that they need and kind of the respect that they deserve from all you know the Atlantic Division you know with the Celtics in it and stuff like that. I think the Raptors uh, would love. I'd love to see them have to play the Cavs because uh, I don't want to see the storylines about the Heat against the Cavs. Oh, LeBron against the Heat again? Can he? His old boys like <laughs> you know, ESPN would just yeah. like. Going to autopilot. Yeah, LeBron uh, actually got 120 of 121 votes uh, in 2012-13 when he was playing for the Heat. So he got, he was one of the other ones who got pretty close to <sighs> it. Good. And that I don't know if you guys remember that year. That was when Kevin Durant was averaging like a, uh, averaging over a thirty double. A game. Yeah, yeah, over, yeah un, unbelievable. He averages 28 points, eight rebounds, and 4.5 assists for the season, and he wasn't the MVP. That's insane. During the one Heat game, there was I think. It was Dwayne scored. I think like th- he was at he like scored his like thirty third point or something like that. And a stat came up that he was like, oh, now he's tied with the most playoff games over thirty points in Miami Heat history, and he just tied LeBron James. So that just goes to show LeBron James was on the Heat for how many years? Three, four? Yeah, I think so. Uh, four, I believe. Four years. And Dwayne Wade's been on the Heat for his entire career and made it to the playoffs multiple times. For him to only just now tie LeBron for like multiple thirty, you know, thirty-point games, how dominant LeBron was is just absolutely insane. And he deserved every single one of those votes that year. And speaking of how dominant LeBron is, I saw a stat earlier today that the 
the last team to win the Eastern Conference that didn't contain LeBron James was the 2010 Celtics. <laughs> it's nuts. And they had to beat LeBron to get there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's yeah. insane. That and he's is... been on two different teams since then, which is crazy. Did they take him to game six in that series? In 2010? Yeah. Mm. Was it that bad or was it game? Yeah, it's, I think so because I, I remember share. LeBron coming in and having 2008 was seven remember that games. when he dunked on KG at the garden I think that was that series I think you're right he, he dunked yeah. on KG hard I try to forget that 2010 playoffs yeah, the, the ending was so disappointing it was that was rough I was like I, can I go in there and maybe grab a rebound please <laughs> like they couldn't <laughs> get any rebounds can, can we not give the Lakers every fucking call in the fourth oh, quarter in game terrible. seven yeah they outshot well, the Celtics in that fourth quarter 18 to 2 from the line Oh, I do remember that. Dude, the NBA refs are just continually oh, just sickening, awful, and it's like Joey, you know, just the ghosts of Joey Crawford Good and Sean Donahue fuck. Yeah. in every game. <laughs> I can't stand that guy. Him and his exaggerated running up the court calls, the char- the charging calls. He almost ejected a mop boy. Oh, there's some great highlights of Joey Crawford uh, <laughs> moments on YouTube. You definitely check that out because it is so entertaining. Also. <laughs> Absolutely infuriating if you like. Oh my god! No, yeah, it's so bad. It's about me, not the players. Exactly. Good lord! You guys been watching the hockey at all? Um, I watched a little bit of the last two. The real exciting game six last night uh, went to overtime and Pittsburgh won to advance to the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals to take on uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, it's Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, I can start watching hockey now. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, uh, playoff hockey, any game, if if you just got to get into it. Oh, it's amazing. See that one random Twitter guy? Who's like, yo, just discovered playoff hockey. Yeah, the black, fire. And he like black Twitter just like exploding yeah. into the NHL scene. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. Black Twitter meet, meeting NHL Twitter is uh, a sight to be seen. Yeah. So we've got the uh the Tampa Bay Lightning already uh took took down the uh New York New York Islanders four to one. And uh the Pittsburgh Penguins, like I said, won game six in overtime last night. Well, they uh, went up three nothing, right, to begin and, and they were like, Oh, you're you know, the Caps were the best team in the NHL this year. Yep. Uh, and they fought, kind of fought back a little bit, but not enough. They got it to overtime last night to maybe keep it alive. But don't quote me on this, but I think the Capitals have won the President's Trophy with Alexander Ovechkin four times, and well, have well, yet to get through the second round of the playoffs. It's 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 almost like a collapse you can set your watch to yeah. every single spring. Honestly. And same with the San Jose Sharks for a while, but now they're uh, they're looking at a Game Seven against the Nashville Predators. Uh, I believe it's tonight, and the other Western Conference game is also Game Seven. It's Dallas and St. Louis. So two real good hockey games. And that's games Game coming up. Seven tonight, I believe. Uh-huh. They're both have Game Sevens over the next two days, so it should be a lot of fun to watch. The Sharks finally putting together a, like an amazing playoff team. You know, they could actually make a run for the Cup. Yeah. Um, and does anyone in the Bay Area know they exist? <laughs> No nope. so true, with nope. the war. And I'm pretty sure I was listening today. I'm pretty sure they heard something that pretty sure each one of their games coincides with a Warriors game. Oh, jeez! So brutal, totally brutal, brutal. And it, Golden State they played in what Oakland? Um, I think that's where their arena yeah, is. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and then San Jose, and then San Jose is obviously down at like the I would call it like the Southwest California. The, is Oakland yeah, like by San arm, Francisco? The San Jose is right by San Francisco. No, it's, it's Oakland by San Francisco. Across the bay. It's across the bay. Oh, right. Oh, oh, so you know how, like, it's almost like the West Coast Cape Cod, sort of, oh, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. really. So, like, San Francisco is up at the tip. Down at, like, the little elbow flex is San Jose, and then up at, like, the bicep is where um, 
is where Oakland is. Oak Town. And when I uh, when That's I went out to WrestleMania last year, uh, we flew into San Francisco, and it was a forty minute cab ride to San Jose where our hotel was. So it's it's right there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, pretty neat. Hey, another neat thing was this article that I found. I emailed it to you guys. I don't know if you, you looked it over. We, oh, yeah. Really, really I cool thing it. here. Um, I was perusing my um, my collection of Ladies Home Journal. <laughs> which I have an Shocker. extensive catalog. Shocking. And I, 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 I was going back all the way to my like, original one I had from 1900. And my, that old? My favorite author, John L. Uh, <laughs> yes, your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I found this article. Um, John Elrith Watkins Jr. Who the fuck is this guy? Hey, there's your kid's name, Elrith. Ooh, I like that. Elrith. No, no, thank you. Elrith Heendog. Um, he wrote an article that says, What may happen in the next hundred years? Now, keep in mind, he wrote this in 1900. It's so amazing. within the next hundred years, obviously, at the end of the millennium in 2000, and he has about, uh, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, I don't know, maybe about 15 things that he threw out there that he, you know, kind of guesses. Hey, predictions. What, predictions. Uh, prophecies. There you um, go. So he starts off, these prophecies will seem strange, almost impossible, yet they may have come from the most learned and conservative minds in America. The wisest and most careful men in our greatest institutions of science and learning so have gone asking each in his turn to forecast for me what, in his or her opinion, will be wrought in the own field of investigation before the dawn of 2001, a century from now. Um, so this guy went around. He did some polling, talked to some doctors, talked to some scientists, probably some uh, you know, economists, and, and kind of figured this out. And he's got some pretty cool ones on here. So I, I think we should go through, you know, much like crazy yeah. century too to to like be predicting for i mean 1700 to 1800 you could probably you know definitely some change more built up stuff people will die of pneumonia 1800 <laughs> and 1900 i mean sure there's some changes you know cities are built up america's becoming like a power but from 1900 to 2000 think about the insane progress we made it's absolutely incredible in a lot of things yeah you know, agriculture and, and and it actually brings us right to this first one in, in population he he guesses that there will be 500 million people he says uh, there'll probably be anywhere between 350 to 500 million people in america now he's counting america as uh, mexico panama and 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 north america and just in his oh the guy read, okay because i was gonna say what america's at 360 Three, something yeah, around there so yeah he's basically spot on if not more so yeah and as of 2011 the u.s census was 311 million so that was a really good and then guess. if he's including mexico and like I, I know it's perfect 200 million extra pay- yeah that, that was really good um so that, oh, update that be, jbj just had a three-run shot did he really so, yeah as, as, we're spe- as we're speaking wow sorry sorry That's to awesome. interrupt you um well jbj the only thing that jbj is to make him better is if he'd be taller and and you know, actually brings us right to our next one here is the Americans will be taller. I wish it was a little bit taller. taller. Yeah, I wish I, wish I was, was a bowler. There you go. American girl, I would call her. A Bismarcky. He goes, it's the average size of Americans will be one to two inches taller. Um, and uh, he said the, the city house. Wait, what is this? Yeah, basically everyone but Holland. That's pretty much true. Yeah, for those of you listening, this article is about like size seven <laughs> font on Microsoft Word. Oh, it Word. is brutal. <laughs> He will live 50 years instead of 35 at the present for his residence in the suburbs. Wait, so wait, so you're telling me the life expectancy back in 1900 was 50 years old? Um, even younger, maybe. I mean, they, or they 35. Didn't, they didn't have the germ theory was like bare, like they barely washed their hands. I mean, like meat was like processed meat, like was just awful. There was disease everywhere. 
So I mean, call if you live in the city, like your chances of catching like cholera were like mad cow, pretty up there. And that's what he. So he's saying that he goes, he uh, he will live fifty years instead of thirty five at the present because he's going to reside in the suburbs. He goes, the city house will practically be no more. Building in blocks will be illegal. That's all they fucking do now. That's literally that's illegal. not right. Uh, the trip from suburban home to office will require a few minutes only, only a penny. We'll pay the fare. Wish. One penny in 2000 to go I from the suburbs? All right, wish. dude. Yeah, I know. If it took me a good. couple minutes, I'd actually be able to sleep every morning. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> Instead it. Instead of sleeping and then being late. Yep. <laughs> Um, next one, pretty interesting. I don't know how why he, he he came up with this one, but he goes, "There will be no C, X, or Q in the everyday alphabet to be abandoned because of unnecessary unnecessary okay. spelling by sounds will have been, have been adopted first by the newspapers. English will be a language of condensed words expressing condensed ideas and will be more extensively spoken than any other. Russians will rank second. Um, well, if you read Twitter, especially I, Twitter condensed ideas, there. condensed ideas, phonetically spelt things, yeah. hundred or one hundred and forty characters you got to work with. That's uh, that's an interesting one. Um, just taking out letters I mean, unnecessarily. In, in like some aspects, in some aspects, I think they're totally right. Like that's kind of right with like the way the how people speak and or how they spell on the internet. Yeah, with like a lot of abbreviations and and then you know just not being able to spell. Yeah. Take the R off of certain words, makes them a little. But less also, lower. like they're doing that. Like I think there's also the importance. Um, I mean, especially where you got this Reddit. I mean, grammar Nazis are all over the place on on Reddit, so they're not really uh, coming up with the the importance of like you know that grammar is like going to be uh, pretty important, or at least you know thought that it needs to be correct. Yeah. Uh, the next one says uh, hot and cold air from spigots. Uh, hot or cold air will be turned on from spigots to regulate the temperature uh, of a house as we now turn on hot or cold water from spigots to regulate the temperature of the bath. I mean... A thermostat? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's right. Well, spigots, they're kind of right, but, like, technically there are spigots, but we just have it to pipes in our like either so like my house is hot water it's hot water that goes through through copper piping through the baseboard heating or and the air technically comes out of that vent or central air they're coming out of vents so i mean it's not just like one central spigot but i also love the word spigot um quit being so all right uh and what they said central plants like so they're gonna have like a central plan of this is the hot air plant you know, I guess that would be what is that radio Hall? stations? Oh, it'd be City Hall. Oh, I like, it. I like that. Set them up. Nice. Set them up. Knock them down. Um, but that so that, that one's interesting. So I, I don't know if that I, we would say that one's technically true. But like they had the I right. They're true. in kind of the right area. I mean, they're a lot more right about that than you know not having C X or Q. Yeah. Because what back nineteen hundred, I mean, it's what you, you got to make a fire in your in your home to really heat it truly. Right. Yeah. Back in nineteen hundred. Um, Sean, do you see the next one, or do you have the... Uh... No, I lost mine when I... Oh, no, here it is. All right, I, I got it. Uh, n- he's saying that there will be no mosquitoes nor flies. Uh, insect screens will be uh, unnecessary. <laughs> mosquitoes, houseflies, and roaches will have been uh, practically exterminated. Uh, the boards of help will have destroyed all mosquito haunts and breeding grounds drained all stagnant pools, filled all swamplands, and chemically treated all um, still water streams. Uh, the extermination of the horse flies and stable <laughs> reduce the house flies. You see that? The extermination of the horse and its stable. Oh, The extermination horse. of its horse as a whole. Yeah, I think later on they talk about there, there might not be horses, only like for the rich people. Um, that's, I think, uh, 
probably back in the 1900s, there were so many that be, just because like health, you know, wasn't the, of the utmost concern, obviously, or they just didn't know how to contain it. I think they tried doing that, and then I think we finally realized that, you know, all bug life actually, you know, f- you know, you can contain it, but it kind of needs to be around in order for the ecosystems to stay intact. If you weighed all the insects on Earth and weighed all the humans on Earth, insects will outweigh the humans. Oh yeah, there's like about a lot. million insects per people on Earth, or something like that. That's that's crazy. That's, I, lo- I love their insane. I love their math here. They're like, well, if we hate the how of the horse fly, let's just get rid of the horse. Mm. You know, <laughs> like oh, oh okay. that adds up. Okay, so you're saying if you don't want the flu anymore, let's just kill humans. <laughs> oh my hey. god. Fuck oh, uh, Next one is ready cooked meals will be bought from establishments similar to our bakeries of today. Uh, they'll produce uh, materials in tremendous wholesale quantities and sell the uh, cooked foods at a price much lower than the cost of individual cooking. Walmart. Um, yeah, food will be served hot or cold to private houses in pneumatic tubes or automobile wagons. Delivery. So, yeah, pizza delivery guy. Yep. Nice. The meal being over, the dishes we use will be Seamless. packed and returned to the cooking establishments where they will be washed. Such a wholesale cookery will be done in electric laboratories rather than kitchens. Mm, I don't know about that. Well, microwave kitchens nowadays. Like some kitchens are basically laboratories anyway. And when you go to when you order Domino's, they don't come and pick up your dishes and bring them back to the store. Oh, I bet there's a lot of people that wish they would. <laughs> they're talking. They're gonna also. Have there's sp- no like. Why? Why were the people in the past like obsessed with the pneumatic tubes? <laughs> yeah, just like a fun it'd thing be to like say. Ryan around like you know in Futurama <laughs> like. <laughs> Nomadic tubes. <laughs> the last sentence of this one: having one's own cook and purchasing one's own food will be an extravagance. Meaning, it's going to be a luxury for you to go to Whole Foods and buy your shit for overpriced well, and to Whole Foods yeah, overcook sure. it. You know, I'm just thinking extravagance. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, <coughs> maybe, but I also think the spread of the information that we have. I think a lot of more people like you know you can just go online and find recipes and watch videos on how to cook shit. So. Yeah, true. Bill, what do you got for the next one? Technically uh, no foods will be exposed. Uh, storekeepers who expose food to air breathed out by patrons or to the atmosphere of the busy streets will be arrested with <laughs> with those who sell stale or adulterated produce. Uh, produce. Uh, liquid air refrigerators will keep great quantities of food fresh for long intervals. Adulterated produce? Is that people who stick their penis in a mango? <laughs> I was going to say. Hey, hey, you're married and you're fucking that banana peel. <laughs> Um, that's that. I'm saying the, that one's true. The last part is definitely true. Unless you go to like India or one of those. Open, it's like a. It's like I mean, a, yeah, hey, like gosh, you're not allowed this. to like keep me. The spices like, are just right there in a yeah. You in have a mound. To, I think. I mean, you could manipulate it to like what we. You know, you can't sell meat that hasn't been refrigerated or something like that. You know. Well, right. back in the day, you go to the butcher and you got that. You got meat hanging right there. Yeah. Go punch now it go, in the back. <laughs> All right, Rocky. And now and now you go in and there's the glass case. It's in there. It's refrigerated. They pack it up to you. They even have freezing And there's the FDA and stuff and health code violations. So yep. I guess the the um you know, you can get in trouble. So I guess they're pretty much right. Yep. Um next one up, coal will not be used for heating or cooking. Um I actually kind of like this one. Uh, it will be scarce, but not entirely exhausted. The Earth's hard coal will last into the year 2050 or 2100. Uh, it's soft coal mines until 2200 or 2300. Meanwhile, both kinds of coal have become more and more expensive. Yeah. Man will have found electricity manufactured by water power to be much cheaper. But Every, not as profitable. And that's <laughs> You never said anything more true or bad. <laughs> I swear. That's... Yeah. 
lobbies, oil lobbyists. Uh, every river or creek with any sustainable fall will be equipped with uh, water mowers, turning dynamos making that make electricity. Along the seacoast, there will be numerous reservoirs continually filled by waves and tides washing in. Out of these water... Out of these worlds, be constantly falling over revolving wheels. That's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, it is. All of our restless waters, fresh and salt, will thus be harnessed to do work which uh, Niagara is doing today, making electricity for heat, light, and fuel. Oh, you got the case study Uh, right there. I mean, best case scenario, we'd be having that. But as you said, it's not as profitable. So, uh, and it is, I mean, they said it right there by 2050. And that's, I mean, pretty much true about, you know, Using all our natural resources and especially coal stuff like that will just outmine everything that we can. Um, so yeah, that's not entirely true. No, not even not even uh, close. In theory, I wish it was. Capitalism kind of screwed that one over exactly. for everyone. Uh, Bill, you take the next one because I think it pertains to you the most here. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there will be no streetcars in our large cities. All hurry traffic will be below or high above ground when brought within city limits. In most cities, it'll be confined to broad subways or tunnels, well-lighted and well-ventilated, or to high trestles with moving sidewalk stairways. Uh, I lost the rest Lead- of Leading Lead- to the top. Yeah, these underground or overhead uh, streets will team with... Uh, it's too big a word for me. Capacious. Ca- capacious automobile passenger coaches and freight wagons with cushioned wheels. Subways or trestles will be reserved. Reversed. Reserved? What in the fuck? Okay, I can't finish Reserved? that. Reserved? Um, no, I only say that because it, it's you no know, cars in the cities. Wouldn't that be nice? How long oh, have you been driving into the Christ. city of Boston and been yeah. like, oh my good lord. We do have it underneath, but uh, I think the automobile industry... Um, that's another. Was well, ca- he talking capitalism. about the tube? Is he talking about the T? Like, is that? Is I that think they are about talking tube? about tubes in, in terms transit? of that, or yeah, mass transit, um, or like to go through a city, everything drives underneath it, which kind of Boston, but um, yeah, that's uh, that'd be nice. And then I think what he's you know moving sidewalk stairways, obviously escalators uh, to get up to these things. Uh, the airport. I, flight I think escalators. that's you know that those are L trains, you know, basically. Um, um, I think they thought that the the move to the suburbs was going to be. I mean, it is a big. It was a big flock, but I don't think they intended so many people still want to live in the city. But it only costs a penny is. to get there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if only. Yeah, exactly. Seems like there's a fair hike every day on the MBTA. Um, yeah, here's one that is 100 percent true. Photographs will be telegraphed from any distance. If there be a battle in China a hundred years hence, snapshots of it, most striking events will be published in the newspapers an hour later. Even today, photographs are being telegraphed over short distances. Photographs will be will reproduce all of nature's colors. 100% true. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And, and even faster than he expected. Yeah. It's it, instant yes. now. It's it's so instant. Instant. Did you get that dick pic earlier, guys? No. Yes. Okay. See, see what I'm saying? Couldn't see anything. Though. Can you stop sending them, please? I have plenty. Okay, fine. All right. That's of fine. your own. That may happen within the next hundred years, Sean. <laughs> uh, Sean, you got the next one, bud? Yes. Trains 150 miles per hour. This is amazing. Keep going. Uh, trains will run two miles a minute normally. Express trains 150 miles an hour. To go to New York to San Francisco will take a day and a night by Fast Express. There will be cigar-shaped electric locomotives um, hauling long trains of cars. Cars... Cars will, like horses, be artificially houses. Sorry, I'm I'm reading off a screen with horribly small font. <laughs> uh, be artificially cooled. Air conditioner. 
Uh, along the railways, there will be no smoke, no cinders, because coal will neither be carried nor burned. This is there true. will also be no stops for water. Passengers will travel through hot, dusty country regions with windows down. The most amazing part about what you just read there is uh, while you were reading that, I was Googling the Amtrak Acela. And a, the Acela train uh, are cap- is capable of going 165 miles an hour, but the FRA regulations do not permit any speeds above 150 Holy miles per hour. Good wow. Lord. Wow, he was right on Nailed track it. with that one. Ha! And I think it takes a little longer for you to get out west on a, on a train. I think it takes like three or four days. There's a lot of stops along yeah. the way. But yeah, still, I mean, he just he nailed that 150 miles an hour and, thing. And they kind of want to do this cigar sh- I mean, they are sort of that... I mean, some of the really fast trains are aer- so aerodynamic like that. But I think they want to do like, you know, in like Japan, they have the high speed rail yep. uh, that use electromagnets. Bullet train, I think Yeah, it's the bullet train. They use the push pull of electromagnets to get it going, which is like amazingly uh, conservative in terms of energy. Uh, so kind of, yeah, I would say that's totally true. They Especially n- 150 miles an hour. Like they they didn't even have like the cars models that went that fast. Yeah, like the right. Model T was like thing and yeah. probably didn't, you know. Hundred and, and he nailed it. Only that's on the nose. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, Bill, what do you got for the next one? Uh, automobiles will be cheaper than horses. Uh, farmers will own. Depends o- on what car you buy nowadays. <laughs> right, it, really, it depends on where you are buying it. Uh, farmers will own automobile hay wagons, automobile truck wagons, plows, barrows, or harrows and hay rakes. A, uh, a, a one pound motor in one of these ve- <laughs> one pound motor in one of these vehicles will do the work of a pair of horses or more. Children will ride in automobile sleighs in the winter. Automobiles will have substituted for every horse vehicle now known. Uh, there will be a, uh, well, I can't even see this. Uh, there will be as already exist today uh, automobile hearses, automobile police patrols, automobile ambulances, automobile street sweepers. Check, 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 check. Uh, the horse in harness will be as scarce, if indeed not scarcer, than the yoked ox is today. I don't know what that means. And but if you move any of them incorrectly, you will get fined. Oh, that's, that's funny. He nailed it. <laughs> and he, he nailed all those those automobile automobile vehicle, like the hearses, the ambulances, all that. And then he said that the horse and buggy will be very scarce, which you really don't see unless you're Dutch on a date in New York City. Yeah, 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 yeah there you go. Or out in Dutch country. And hey, um, You can definitely buy a, a car cheaper than a horse, for sure. Right? Definitely. How much a Nyquist cost? Oh, God. $400,000. Wow. How Just much look, did he make? Uh, I don't know, but normally, now, since he won now, he he will be traded around, or his sperm will be traded around for a million dollars. They said dollars. Pharaoh has sex, American Pharaoh has sex like five times a day or something like that. Straight Just pimping. get all the seed out of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> drain them. Drain, drain them, baby. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> now addicted to cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we got for the next one. Everybody will walk 10 miles. Gymnastics will begin in the nursery. Where, uh, Unless you're one of the and, proclaimers. Yeah. <laughs> Gymnastics will begin in the nursery where toys and games will be designated to strengthen or designed to strengthen the muscles. Exercise will be compulsory in the schools. Every school, college, and community will have complete gymnasiums. All cities will have public gymnasiums. A man or woman unable to walk 10 miles at a stretch will be regarded as a weakling. (laughs) 
<laughs> Triggered fat shaming, uh, you know, like you weakling. Now it's like if you if you have like under a ten score on Grand Theft Auto Five, then you're an asshole. You know, it's not ten miles. It's a, I wish that this one I was going to be. I true. don't even have ten thousand steps on my Fitbit right now. <laughs> Everyone back in the day just nailed the presidential thing in gym class. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely, absolutely. Now not so much. It had to be like under eight minutes for a presidential the, the, award the or something and, like that. The, the sit mile, and reach thing, the one mile eight minutes. Sit, sit and reach. I was. God, reach. Oh boy, I almost never passed that. <laughs> I was so infle- inflexible. What was Un-flexible? the not flexible? If you didn't get presidential, what was the next one? National. National. Yeah, it's I like, always got the national. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pat Sean. I couldn't climb the rope, okay? <laughs> yeah, you only did eight pull-ups, and you were supposed to do nine. You oh, jackass. That, that caused me a lot of stress as a kid. Right? I gotta be honest. Oh, you're a national? Oh, well, presidential kids are gonna eat over here for lunch. So you were definitely a presidential kid. Goddamn yeah, right. Only in the athletics, though. Only in athletics. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's only... People that are in that good of shape now are like, regard, you know, oh, wow, you know, they're crazy, you know, looked up to and stuff like that. Uh not everybody. I don't. Could you walk ten miles right now? I think I could. I'd be very tired. My feet would hurt. Um, but I think I could do sure, it. Sure. Yeah. Well, Bill and I, you, you and I walked about ten miles in the Bourbon and Bacon Festival day. Mm-hmm. Um, Roughly. It was around. It was around there. In the same building. Yeah, in, that's <laughs> the thing. In the same football field length of a building, you walked ten I was, miles. I Think what they have in in mind it, for this is city living, like not a lot of car, like not a lot of car travel. If they think everyone would kind of like walk on their own and the walkways and paths and tunnels that they kind of reference. The the statements, everybody will walk 10, meaning like everybody will be able to just to walk 10 miles if need be, you know? And then now I don't think they could say everybody. I I think they could say less than half of the people, maybe even two thirds of people can't do that. No, but they're talking like adults or just all humans, especially in America or Mexico, the fattest, two fattest countries and, we exor- kids exercise their fingers on their iPad, and that's about it. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and what did this one say? It was um, even even in the nurseries. You know, like no, there are iPads in the nurseries now. You know, that's that's crazy. Bill, uh, what's the next one? But uh, the next one says to England in two days. Uh, fast electric ships crossing the ocean at more than a mile a minute will go from New York to Liverpool in two days, unless you're going from Liverpool to New York, and then you just sink. Yep. There uh, you because this nice. was before the Titanic. This was nice 1900. Reference. Didn't see it coming. I'm going to put the ice on this one. Um, they will be supported. Uh, they will be supported upon runners somewhat like the those. That was a really shitty joke. I'm right the now. king of the world. <laughs> uh, these. You're going to draw me like one of your French girls, Bill? Only if you're in the nude. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> you probably just go by one of your picks, right? Yeah. Those several picks you have on your phone? Uh-huh. Yes. Um, I lost where I was here. Uh, upon, upon their undersides will be kept between them and... God, this is so small. I can't... Wait, they, they're, so by, they're, they're going to be runners, runners. Buoyant runners. So it's going to be like a track floating on the water. And they're just going to send them. And propellers turned by electricity will screw themselves through both the water and uh, beneath and the air above. Ships with cabins artificially cooled will be entirely fireproof, but not sink- unsinkable. <laughs> um, in storm, they will dive below the water. Yes, they will, uh, and await fair weather. So, how deep you, you would have to go? Pretty fucking deep to not be affected by that, right? Yeah, right. I don't know about this one. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's a, it a pipe dream. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then you know it actually. Someone smoked a bowl before writing this one. So not 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 even close to not even close to this one. But uh, the, we'll do one more. And actually, it, this is kind of the one that I thought it was going to go down here. Is uh, there will be airships, but then I'll be successfully complete with surface cars and water vessels for passenger freighted traffic. More of airships, like they'll be maintained as deadly war vessels, military units. Some will transport men and goods. Other be used by scientists making observations at great heights above the Earth. So this is before the airplane, too. That's what I'm saying. So he literally just said, "There's going to be an airplane." Yeah, <laughs> like, and then either airships, there'll be airships and bombers, and and then you know, and then technically satellite. You know, he's kind of you know, I'm sure they're not thinking above, way above in space, but that goes to satellites to observe Earth and things like that. But isn't that drones? Kind of, isn't that kind of scary though? He was like, "Hey, there's going to be airplanes," and one of the first thing is going to be war, war, killing other people. Well, think like, I mean, oh my, well, yeah. Think about War's it. It's pretty constant back then. Still is right now. Yeah, it is. Um, hey, we're about halfway through this article. I think we should carry this on to the next episode. We should. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, there's a lot through. of a lot of other ones here, and um, you know, let's make our own predictions for next episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, no, we're no, we're not we're not done just I predict yet. We'll make some terrible puns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. And, Guilty. And a lot of uh, and a lot of, we'll have a lot of jokes that make you say what the fuck. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of WTF news, the stories that make you say, What the f***? What the f***? WTF, mate. What the f***? This is WADD Talk Radio's wild world of What the f***? Are you guys ever watch Antiques Roadshow? Yeah. You ever get enthralled with that? Be like, would this vase from the Egyptian Victorian era is worth $65 million? You know, and it's like, like, good luck. Well, my grandpa gave it to me as an inheritance, and I never knew. And it's always, you're right. It's funny. It's always like something like that. Like, oh, I just bought it at a yard sale, you know. Or the uh, other opposite. It's like, yeah, this was handed down. I bought it. It's like, oh, actually, that's fake. That's worth like $500. (laughs) Damn it, Grandpappy. Wait, wait, what? (laughs) So the uh, my headline, my what the fuck headline is: Antiques Roadshow accidentally appraised a high school art project at fifty thousand dollars. Awesome! I mean, that's and, modern art for you. And it is fucking ugly. This thing. It is an ugly face jug, which perfect description. Uh, appraised for fifty grand. Bizarre and wonderful. They assigned it to the late nineteenth or early twentieth century. Uh, but meanwhile, it was made in Portland, Oregon, in the seventies. <laughs> Um, a, a Oregon horse trainer named Betsy Soul um, came forward and said, "No, that's my piece." After one of her friends reached out and was watching Antiques Roadshow, was, "Isn't that Betsy's like crazy face thing?" And, like, it's drink wine out of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, the, the show is not always clear on its appraisals like you know what i'm saying it's not like hey this is definitely worth this usually it is a ballpark one so i can see why this this could happen but it's just kind of the what what the fuckery of it is just like it's a high school art project and they date it to the 19th century that's awesome so it's like what do you really like what do you really know what uh, the object's owner alvin barr said he actually likes the drug more now that he knows um it's uh, it, it it's kind of like a homemade project. Thing, that thing is so know? ugly. Why would you have that in your house to begin with? I don't know. He paid three hundred dollars for it at an estate sale. Um, when he found it, he, he uh, it could be worth fifty thousand. He freaked out and packed it away and puts at it. And then he goes, "Oh, nope, sorry, it's actually just worth three grand." They they just appraised it to three grand, which still that's actually pretty cool though. That like some high school artist got something that's worth she just got stoned and made this really weird like and you see a picture of it it is is, whacked it is it is whacked um but yeah definitely uh haven't seen or heard about antiques roadshow in a while but definitely this this article made me say what the fuck 
my what the fuck article comes from jolly old England, uh, where a bride and groom have caused an outrage. Um, they emailed one of their guests to say that the hundred pound wedding gift uh, pounds is the the currency, Patrick. Thank you. Not, it didn't weigh a hundred pounds. Uh, so basically, like they wrote a check for a hundred dollars. Uh, they emailed him back, said that the wedding gift wasn't gener- generous enough, and that if they wanted to make adjustment and send it back, they would be they would they would, they would mo- definitely take it back. I'm assuming they didn't say it exactly like that. Did they, they did some kind um, of roundabout? the poster, the email read: "We were surprised that your contribution didn't seem to match the warmth of your good wishes on our big day. In view of your own position, basically like saying like, hey, you have money." Um, if you wanted to send any adjustment, it would be thankfully received. For someone, uh, she said that for someone who's not easily shocked, I'm utterly gobsmacked by this. How, what a British term that is. Um, explaining <laughs> that her, um, she, they referenced an inheritance in the, in later in the email, probably referred to a recent inheritance that she'd received. Now, this woman was an ex colleague of the bride, got invited to the wedding, uh, and gave them a hundred dollars, which, I mean, you give money. Like I think, like in family or something like that. I mean, Pat, you just got married. I'm sure, you know, fam- you know, you. What's nice what about I- getting married and have your family is they they give you the money and you know how much they give. So now you know how much to give those people back when they have their thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying like, and but like with family and- stuff like that, it's like all right, yeah, it's something. You know, you're ex- you're not expecting something so generous, but it is very nice, and it's usually on the on the you know more amount. But when it's like, if say like one of your former coworkers. Like anything from them, you'd be like, "Oh wow, thank you! Like I, th- this is amazing! Like thank you for coming! Like this is great!" But they're like, um, "We know you just got a bunch of money, so a hundred pounds, like you're cheap." I just want to, yeah. I, oof, what the fuck? That's true. So, that's fuck. so bad. You think they were lifting any chairs? That <laughs> oh my! In all Lord. likelihood. Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe smash the glass after the nuptials. Oh, shalom, <laughs> shalom, <laughs> mazel tov. <laughs> Oh, man. That definitely made me say what the fuck. Um, My article comes from Rio de Janeiro, the home of the 2016 Summer Olympics. Uh, The Olympics could spark a full-blown global health disaster. And this is scary because there's a a widespread uh, infection of the Zika virus. Wait, what? (laughs) Die. As I move over here. Uh, (laughs) Let me scoot over a little bit real quick. Um, so the 2016 Olympic Games in Rio could spark a full-blown public health disaster that the doctors are warning about. Uh, the Zika virus was first identified in Brazil in 2015, uh, and the disease has spread all throughout Latin America, uh, and there's a high number of cases in Rio, higher than any other state in oh, Brazil. That's good. Um, oh, good. The, the continued presence of the virus ahead of the Summer Olympics has caused athletes and health specialists to question the risks being involved in the Games and even just being in Rio at all. Um, Brazil, uh, while Brazil's Zika uh, inevitably will spread globally, given enough time, uh, vi- like viruses always do, it helps no one to speed that up. So all the people that converge on Rio de Janeiro for these games could potentially get it, and then when they go home, it obviously it becomes worldwide, oh my God. which is terrifying. Um, all it takes is one infected traveler, the doctor said. Uh, a few viral introductions of that kind in a few countries, maybe some continents, would make a full-blown global health disaster. Didn't we just go through this with Ebola? Yes. Like, oh, yeah, that's... Just... And we're quarantining everybody. But um, some of the symptoms I looked it up uh, of the Zika virus is uh, fever, rash, joint pain, redness in the, the whites of the eye, 
Um, but in rare cases, uh, it's a disorder that can uh, cause partial or complete paralysis, yes. starting in the legs uh, and most often temporary, which is terrifying. Just thinking of some airborne illness that's caused by mosquitoes. All those symptoms sound like someone who just ran a marathon, right. so it's going to be kind of hard to differentiate. Just thinking about going, or all these world-class athletes that are going to the Olympics, especially the ones in the water, like the triathlon and all that stuff. Like That are, water is gross. Why in God's name are you going to even compete in that? That's part of the triathlon is you have to survive the next the, six months. That's you like have to, part of it. You have to try not to get Zika. You have to swim around the, or, or, the mess. Or not get stabbed in the parking lot afterwards. That's so... The, there just came out something, one of the old, um, I think his name is Ravinho, an old Brazilian soccer star. Was, yes, Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. No, 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 no. Ravinho. I know, I know, I know. I know. Uh, it was like, yeah, don't come to, re- like, if you were planning on coming to, like, watch the Olympics, like, I highly advise you don't. Like, you're either going to get robbed, killed, get sick, like, nothing good can come. Well, not everyday you. person can go to Brazil to go to the Olympics. Who are the people who go? People who have money. Yeah, and that's terrible and also some people oh well the world cup was down there but no like the world cup was in a lot of cities it was only like a small amount of people in each city you know traveling around i'm sure rio was was bumped up you know the population and and the economy and things like that but like the, the olympics is just in that city for three weeks with people going in and out and so that's I mean, that's Phil, scary. Phil, do they have like a backup plan or something? Does it mention anything I mean, the else? Olympics start on August 5th, which is less than three months away. And I don't think there's anything they can do to fully eradicate this disease in, in that amount of time, you know? So it's, it's pretty terrifying. And if I'm an athlete, I'm definitely thinking twice or even three times before I go to Rio in, uh, in August. But that totally made me say what the That's fuck. That's a true, true what the fuck. Because it's just... End of the world type shit. Yeah. You, you really wonder what went into the decision making to get the games in Rio, knowing that they had the pollution. Well, the what water, went into it? Money into people's accounts. Same reason, same reason why the World Cup yeah. is being pitched for Qatar. Like, who the fuck wants to go to Qatar? I can't believe that's still going on. It's, like, that it's they're, over that 5,000 people have died now or something right. like that. It's, like, why in God's name are you going to even consider that? I don't know. So it made me say, what the fuck? But um, speaking of what the fuck, we're about to go to the driving range right yeah. now. Yeah, baby. And oh, I don't know what the fuck my swing is going to look like. You're playing on Sunday? I am playing on Sunday for the first time since last summer. So we'll see how that goes. It could be a lot of what the fucking on the golf course. Yeah, I got to I gotta work up my swing. I think we're going to be, I'm going to play a couple times this summer. More well, we're, than I normally playing, we're playing birthday weekend here when we're in Atlantic City. We're playing that Sunday. Are we? Yeah. So Sweet. we got we to start getting. Dad, get on your, you got to get to the, you got to get over to Wayne. Yeah, Dad, I should have. I was gonna steal your clubs. But I didn't. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. He doesn't use them. You did. You don't use them. Exactly. <laughs> I'm at Heiner's Wiener on Twitter. You can find me at Have You Seen Heen? And uh, thank you guys for listening to episode 64 of WADD Talk Radio. Get at us on Twitter at WADD Talk Radio. Shout out to Garrett. Thank you for listening. Yes, Garrett. What's going on, buddy? Um, Facebook.com/slash WADD Talk Radio. And I'm at Bill Neville NAI. And Sean, when will we talk to the people again? Next Wednesday. Melt with you. You've seen the difference, and it's getting better all the time. There's nothing you and